Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 131 of Final Boss TV, your WoW and Game Rating Show. Back to our regularly scheduled interviews today after the Community Spotlight and the World First interview the last two Sundays. My name is Adam KK Bay. I will be your host for this adventure. Today is Havoc Demon Hunters, or the full title for YouTube purposes and all this good stuff will be Legion Havoc Demon Hunters which would be the longest title of a YouTube video ever, almost. It can't be simple, it's not like Arms Warrior or like Enhancement Shaman, it's like a whole sentence. But today, sitting down with two guests that have been doing stuff for Havoc now since beta and before. But of course, before that, I wanna just give you some updates and things. If you have noticed in the chat, the loyalty badges are live, so the longer you are subscribed, and you can hit the, the command loyalty, in chat longer you are subscribed you now have a new little pixelated badge that we'll show off and see of course during the little chat section of the show here too but as well i have to give shout outs at the beginning of the show here to the the support that i continue to grow on for the show on patreon so thank you very much i have to give a little plug and shout out here that if you want to follow along with the show notes those are available to patrons as well as the bts podcasts these are available only to those on Patreon. So you can follow along on show notes if you'd like and you get the extra little BTS podcast. There is one for this episode. It'll be going live soon once I get it converted and put up online. But again, thank you. Big shout outs to Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, or Raxus, and then Dalthir, the newest assistant producer to the show. Thank you all so much for that. But enough about me rambling about things. Let's introduce my guests today. So one of them, um, or both of them, Havoc has a thing with memes. So here, here's <laughs> mm. Kib. Hi, hi, Kib. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm Kib. I've been uh, playing the Asians the first day in beta and pretty much fell in love with the class. And now, uh, yeah, we're, we're running memes in Discord. And... Uh, <laughs> Doing all the meme stuff, meme beam, and and so on and so forth. It is the it is the <laughs> new age. I just want to get you started with chat. So, yep, there it is. Well, Kim, thank you very much for sitting down on the show today. And then co-guesting with you over here is Dreams. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me. You you ready to talk about havoc today and uh, not vengeance this time though. Yeah, no vengeance demon hunters this time. Luckily, get to play, uh, get to play havoc now. So, definitely looking forward to talking about havoc. Until you you flavor of the month and reroll warrior in seven point two, right? We'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, stay around a little longer than that. But um, so I just want to expound upon that a little bit more. I'm gonna go back to Kib real quick in case people don't know who you are and what you do <clears throat> with the community and and things because. You have a whole list of things on your Twitter handle, but you want to summarize yep. what, what you put together and what you guys do, Kib, first for the uh, the Havoc Demon Hunter community, as it were? Go for, go for it. Yeah, well, like I said uh, quickly a little bit earlier, um, 
I've been pretty much going hard with Demon Hunter since beta started. Well, Alpha when we first got invited. But uh, yeah, since then I've been hanging out in the discords and sharing what I find and and stuff like my my view on stuff and whatever. It turns out that it was pretty much up to date and a little bit ahead of some stuff sometimes. So we just kept going and just sharing and working on sims and, you know, talents and everything like that. And yeah, basically that's what I do most of the time in Discord, hang out in the community and without without uh, the memes, of course, the memes are just for other times. But uh, yeah, there's a hefty amount of sims and, and uh, play styles and talents and fight builds and all that stuff going around. I have to ask real quick before I toss that over <clears throat> to Dreams for introduction. Who, um, just for audible mentions and who else to shout out in the, the Havoc community, who who does like the SimCraft work and stuff with you guys? You want to pinpoint any other players that are out there that deserve a little bit yep. of a, a name drop? It, it used uh, Pockets, started the module when back in beta every from the get-go. And when you just kind of got away from the game there's a zarania that took over the simcraft module and there's a there's a handful of people they're basically mostly it's zarania and koji that are working on simcraft itself okay. and then there's a there's basically a group of like five six and anyone else that can come up with a with ideas that work on the apl consistently to just keep making it better and better and better so there it's basically a community effort, but the people that work on SimCraft itself are uh, mostly Zarania and Koji that have uh, access to the source files and all that stuff. Awesome. I, I, mm -hmm. I like to bring that up as sort of a, an extra layer on these right. these these community episodes, these, these player-focused ones, because there are, as the Discord community has grown, and if you haven't heard this on the outside, like out of the top like 15 Discord servers on the planet Earth, like what eleven of them are World of Warcraft servers or class servers, so we've definitely taken over the platform and the amount of information that gets like just continuously built and regurgitated and shared in there and pinned and linked over and over again is probably the best time for us as players now to have that platform. So it's like all the best parts of of a uh, an IRC plus Reddit plus a forum all in one spot. So and then Dreams, how about you? What do you do in all this? Um, I don't do any SimCraft stuff, as opposed to those guys, but I'm more like a theory crafter guy. Same with Kib. We just talk about builds, figure out what's what's good, play it, say, okay, this is good, and then obviously the SimCraft guys will do the number crunching, and then we see if it's applicable, because obviously SimCraft doesn't always translate perfectly into gameplay. Some things will sim right. well or won't sim well, and then I just go in and see if they're actually good. A good example of that is Shoulders don't sim well, or sometimes sim well. Sometimes you actually have to go in and see. You can't just look at numbers. Yeah, that's very true. This episode as well, if... I, I've, I've restructured it somewhat as the show sort of evolves in Legion. Because I'm not gonna... We're not gonna talk about so many things that can be written up in a guide, right? Like the Icy Veins guide for Havoc is more or less totally updated right now until the new patch comes out, so... There are certain things you'll be able to catch up in there. Like, we're not going through, like, artifact leveling paths anymore, right? There might be some hierarchy to talk about with, like, with the new traits coming in once those get more fine-tuned and we figure out that. But I want the shows to be a little more discussionary. So I have a lot of questions 
for these two nerds that want to like spark a lot of the things that might come up in Discord here and there, but we want to definitely, you know, nose the grindstone on a couple of these things. So, but I guess the first part we'll, we'll talk about here is sort of the general thoughts and feelings towards Havoc. And first, though, what classes or specs? This was a question that was submitted. What classes or specs did you play before making the swap to Havoc? And like, what made you decide to go? Full steam ahead with playing the the new DPS kit on the block, though. Dreams. What about what what bet for you? Um. Well, on beta, um, I just started playing DH a lot in five mans, and it was like a really fun five man class. Um. In WAD, I always did a lot of challenge modes, so uh, playing a class that's good in raids and good in five mans was pretty important to me personally. Um. So I just ended up playing DH a lot in beta, and then when Legion came around, I ended up playing Death Knight for the first tier. And then after that, I swapped to Havoc. But yeah, I've been playing it for the most of beta, and it's just, it's an all around good class. It's pretty fun. That's why I chose it. Pretty simple, straight to the point. Kid, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I've pretty much been playing Fodum classes quite a lot. <laughs> and, you know, so the new kid on the block, DH, it's been really strong in beta. So I invested a lot of time in it. Turns out that when it launched on live, it was still uh, pretty fodum, so I just sticked with it. Got the ring as well, like uh, on the fourth day of the expansion, so that helped a lot with wow. my fodum mentality. And uh, yeah, but before that, I've been like, you know, rogue, DK, and warlock, like fodum classes all the time. Well, rogues, I don't know if rogues qualify as flavor of the month, considering rogues have never been bad. Right. So. Yeah, like they've. I guess there are times that that rogue raises, like rises and lowers in priority, like black hand where you wanted three, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I guess that 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 is true. But speaking of other melee, because you've all have dabbled in many of them, and just so Chad is also aware, Havoc is my main alt, so I'm more in tune with these episodes that I can actually like understand. Like obviously, if it's enhancement or any shaman spec, or with Havoc now, I've actually played and I play it. And I rate it in the alt rate anyway, so it has mythic kills, so I've done myth- yeah! But, um, it's- it's interesting, so some of these questions that I've either come up with is things that I've wondered, but I guess because of the way that this current tier is sitting, mostly how Nighthold is currently, what do you think of the melee situation, and how are these mechanics treating you guys? <laughs> So, you guys are both on Mythical Dan, right? You're both three bosses yeah. ahead of me, so... I don't know, what do you... What do you who wants to talk about melee mechanics? <clears throat> um, well, we don't really do anything, we just DPS, and then if we get maybe one mechanic on us, we have to run out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, melee-wise, I think we're in a good, pretty good place. I don't think we're the best. Um, I think Warriors and DKs are definitely, yeah. like, the melee that you want to, like, just stack the absolute crap out of. Um, on Gul'dan especially, because they just are really good in that fight. Um, I don't know what Kib thinks about that. Basically it, yeah. Warriors, well, I don't even know if it's Warriors or if it's just Drought of Soul with Convergence of Fate. It's just like, <laughs> just, just shenanigans with these things are just broken on fights. Like, but yeah, Frost DKs are also really insane with like Infinite Breath and whatever. And then, then you just come like a tiny bit tier under with like half a tier under where you have like 
like red paladins and and havoc the age that are like really strong on most fights still and then um i can't really speak for like ferals or uh or enhanced because i don't raid with well i raid with an enhanced now but he just he just joined the guild a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. so i can't really speak for much of the fights for enhanced but i've had never played with a feral for like the past three years and uh well monks are also really really good i kind of always forget about them but yeah uh, I don't besides think... the break CCs on Gul'dan, but that's uh, survival. Uh, oh, survival. well, God. it's funny. It's funny how we were like, there is a sleeper OP in Survival Hunter. And then once we really got the understanding of how Mythic Nighthold is shaping out with how this is a little bit derisive toward the encounter design team, but almost every encounter in Mythic Nighthold is like, there's an ad, bring it to the boss, cleave it down. Mm-hmm. So many fights are like that. So if you're a fight, if if you're a class that naturally has built-in AOE, Havoc, for example, or Enhancement, or Fury Warrior, right, or Windwalker Monk, or now Survival Hunter, it's not even it's not even a joke. Like look at Warcraft logs; they destroy Mythic Nighthold. So that's that's the whole. We can kind of tell because we talked, I mean, at least Dreams and I talked um, back in beta, and there was beta testing, and they beta tested Nighthold like a year ago. We're playing these fights that were made well over a year ago, right? And it, you can feel mm. that in some of the way that the the mechanics are almost feels like they like they, they changed and just tacked on extra stuff for range to worry about, and then Melee just sit there and cleave on the boss. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's how I feel like all, all of these... Uh fights have been made it used to be like you know the the range overlords where you'd have like three melees in the fight because melee was just a a pain in the butt to have in the raid yeah and and like afterwards you you now it's like well all these gills like just don't want melee and everyone's complaining about it so let's make them a little bit melee friendly and they just just went too hard on the making it melee friendly yeah so now you have like gills having it's like we need six range to cover range mechanics on this fight, so let's bring six range and everyone else melee, you know? And it, it I don't know, the, the middle ground is hard to find because top guilds will always just abuse everything they can about the strat and then it just trickles down the ladder and everyone just copies what they do. No, it definitely yeah. is the definitely is the thing. Either of you have any particular gripes um, with the night hold overall and just the, the melee side of things or the lack of it? I mean, I'm not going to say that I dislike not having to do mechanics, but... Um, <laughs> right, right. Like, I, I've had fun so far. I think my only gripes to Nighthold is really, like, as as a boss, I just didn't like botanists. Because it's just, like, really boring to just sit there as, like, the easiest... It's, like, really easy first two phases, and then you do the third phase, and, and it's, like, a snooze fest boss. I think that was my yeah. only, like, big gripe with Nighthold. Yeah, pretty much the same here. Like, there, there's so many, like, well, so many, I guess it's the opposite. There's, like, almost no melee mechanic. And since you have so many melees in the raid, even if there is melee mechanics, you're unlikely to get them. So most of the time, you just sit on the boss and just do your rotation, and you don't do anything. Yeah. And when you get to fights like Gul'dan or Star Augur that are, like, long fights, you just you just start sleeping on your keyboard at some point, and it's just, it's just bad. Yeah, they've. There was a blue post about that going forward with Tomb of Sargeras. And I, don't, I haven't done any PTR testing for Tomb. Have either of you dabbled in the Tomb testing? 
I just watch streams. That's yeah. It. We haven't done any testing as a guild. I've just been watching the streams of guilds do it. Right. Yeah. The hard melee mechanic is staying awake. <laughs> says chat. Yeah. I, I mean, it's but it hasn't. It's always sort of been like this in sort of way. I mean, I think back to encounters in Mop or in Warlords where I would wait a hundred poles for the ranged and healers to not die, and I'm just doing my thing, just whacking away at the boss's mm -hmm. ankles or whatever. But they have. I can't remember if I can find the blue post. Maybe one of the mods can find it. It's it's from a, a number of months ago, I think, sometime in January, where they talked about this hierarchy we're talking about now, and that it's not going to be the same in Tomb, but we'll see, I guess. Because sometimes when they make a melee mechanic, it can be a thing like on Spellblade, where you get a debuff and you run out, you, know, you place your fire ad, yeah. and that's it's, it's not that's not bad. But some melee mechanics can like ruin encounters. So they have there's a very soft touch there, I feel. Yeah, yeah I mean, I a good feel example. Like... Oh, yeah, go uh, ahead, a good example I think is like Spellblade. Like if a melee gets Marker Frost, you're kinda screwed and you yep. kinda wipe. So like that's actually just a perfect example. Yeah, and a good example of a melee mechanic would be like Grand Conjunction on Star Augur. Yeah. It's like you, you just you, it gives something for melee to do or you you can't just like, you know, all stack up on the boss's butt. Right. And just wait there for eight minutes until you kill the boss. So you just you have to figure out like everyone has like their position and you got to move around accordingly. That's of course if well they broke the add-on now, but when your add-on doesn't draw lines on your screen on who to go match with, like yeah, it kind of changed things a bit. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I'm skeptical because they're they're raid testing tomb now. We're not going to get to him for many more months to come, I imagine, but I, I, I wonder, they've learned so much in the six months of the game being out that them now designing the new encounters, I'm sure they're hopefully not going to make the same mistakes of Nighthold, and it's just bring four or five ranged plus two healers that count as ranged to equal the magic number seven that do mechanics, and then you just bring mm -hmm. melee, and melee healers that don't count for ranged mechanics and just tunnel bosses. Yeah. Yeah, or at least not for every boss in the encounter. Right, 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 right. As long as there's a balance somewhere where you're not punished for having a a range heavy roster or whatever, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, you went from LSN to Goldan, you get rewarded for range to being punished. Yeah. That was the quick swap. So I guess in the six months we've been in Legion so far, to bring it back over to Havoc, how is Havoc shaping up? in the expansion so far it's been a bit of a rocky road because a few weeks into the expansion they were like nerf 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 trait nerf artifact part nerfed like just to the ground a lot of things just got cut down heavily so kib since you've been tracking that and writing guides for it and working through all that kind of stuff how has that that path been from so far and how like the strengths and weaknesses of of havoc i mean if you had to like sprinkle some tidbits for the community on there that you've found along the way how is how is it shaped up so far? Uh, well, since the beginning, one of Havoc's strength has always been like priority target damage and quick burst AOE, which is basically like the best thing you can ask for as with as a toolkit for raiding, since that's where the important parts of the fights are always. So you're you're always going to be desirable for that, mm -hmm. regardless of if you're like the best DPS in the game or the worst DPS in the game, like. Your toolkit is built around do, being good at what kills bosses. So that's always like 
basically you're, you're ace in the hole. You, you'll never be bad basically for that. But then, like you said, the, the changes with 715 and the, the little nerfs at the beginning, it just, they altered the play style a bit, but I mean, they, there's memes about this all the time, but you know, like two button class, so like spam chaos strike all the time. And mm -hmm. that that's basically what it comes down to. You just, you just change from the, the night night hold and uh, to, uh, to like using bloodlet with momentum to just using blade dance. But at the same time, they do the same thing. Basically, they both like cleave your single target damage, and they both do good stuff for raids. So there's not really a a drawback, I guess. The drawback would be probably sustained AOE, but we can spec for that, so it's not really a problem. Yeah, I think we'll go on, of course, talents later on, though. But the sustain. Yeah. I mean, there are many classes in the game that are very more adept to not lose out for sustain because the sustained AOE mm -hmm. build for Havoc, you sort of lose a lot of your priority damage in relationship to other classes that don't have to do much. Yes. So, yeah. That's because, I mean, even going back to like the design board that I remember Blizzard talking about that Havoc is very cooldown centric especially the new build I mean, you have lots of cooldowns and almost all of them are aoe cooldowns <laughs> not many classes get that i mean i have i have one cooldown for enhancement it does both single target and aoe as one button right but as havoc you have multiple different ones that are all different situations or still aoe or not but right but yeah i wrote down here so yeah the rebound with the new legendaries the ring nerf, of course, comes up in chat. Um, the secondary stat scaling fixes came through with 715, which I would hope that was, that was a good thing, because unless you guys miss versatility stacking. Not really. So I'm a fan of that. So I guess, I don't know, Dreams, what do you think the best parts or worst parts of 7.1.5? So I put down here, of course, yeah, RIP Demon Speed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the demon speed nerf was definitely big or change, I guess, to make it movement speed instead of giving two charges of blur or not blur, foul rush. But I think with seven one five, like the bloodlet spec with momentum, like you were pretty good single target and AOE at the same time. Now you kinda have to pick. You can go nemesis and go really in on the boss, or like in dungeons and five minutes, just go the demonic build and be really, really strong at AoE, but while also having your single target suffer a bit. But I think overall, like we're in a really good spot right now because you have your dungeon spec, and then as well as a really good spec for uh, bosses and single target and raids. Okay. Anything, anything like stick out that came out of seven one five that you followed that you were that was like the best part of it? Because I just sort of like went into Discord and looked at what you guys pinned, and I was like, okay, so move this talent here and take Fellblade. Um, All right. For me, I think my favorite change was the Blind Fury change. Um, where you regen oh. fury when you're casting it, which allows you, if you have the helm in dungeons, to basically like spam cast high beam, um, which obviously makes your AoE DPS insane. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my favorite change. What about you, Kib? Was something that stuck out to you as like the best part of seven one five? Because Havoc Whoa. is still the reason why I bring this up is that you're in the same category of like when DKs came out and then Cataclysm hit. And then monks came out, and then warlords hit, and all these big changes. But they've done a lot of changes to you guys and moved talents around, just in 0.5 patch. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like it's it's getting better, I guess, with with flexibility because I mean, no one really is a fan of uh, you know having the this 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 is this talent and you never touch it for the next like eight months until the patch hits and right. then things change. So now at least we have two builds because we have like the the demonic, the meme beam or whatever, and then the the raid build that's more single target oriented. We still have cooldowns to do what the build is not like specialized into to still be relevant in all situations but to come back to like the the best part of 715 i think like dream said it's probably the the rebirth of the demonic build because that's that's basically been the step staples in uh, in beta and i think a lot of people really enjoyed that build with like you know constantly weaving in metamorphosis and momentum and all that stuff which is a really uh yeah, I don't know. It, it makes the the spec more dynamic and less less like you know like like a, a rogue or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that's that's one of the things that drew a lot of people to Demon Hunter in the first place, and it's it's great to see it come back. Was the only change to demonic? Because I'm gonna bring it up on stream real quick here. Because <clears> now <throat> it reads that I Beam causes you to enter demon form for eight seconds after it finishes dealing damage. So. Because yeah. what was it before? Because it was just. It was awful. Six, six four, or six. Yeah. yeah, something low. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't enough to get two death sweeps in. I think it was yeah. just too short. It was the. Was yeah, the right. it was too short. Um, but at the, at the when the patch initially hit, um, demonic was working so that every I beam you did in meta kept extending it. Oh. So it was it was pretty broken. So now all yeah. you can do is you can I beam before, um, then you meta and then you I beam during and you have like a fifty second meta, um, and that's like the highest you can get with that spec now. But. Yeah. Before you you could get like two minute metas and um like moss souls first of all like you'd kill the boss and then go downstairs with the two minute meta and it was obviously insane. Mm. I can imagine yeah, that big, would be a little weird. Biggest change was the blind fury change that made the demonic build work again. Because it, it ensures that you're gonna be able to spam every demonic window because you're not losing half of your resource bar just to proc right. the talent. So yeah. now you prog the talent and you're you're full, you're ready to you're ready to to go, you know? So it yeah, helps I, a lot. I beam generates 35 fury every second and its duration is increased by 50%. So you get one extra second and it generates an entire bar essentially. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it generates 110 fury, 115? 110. Yep. Yep. So it was a lot. So you just immediately go in there. And go to town. Um, of course, we'll jump into talents more later. Uh, this is sort of an open-ended topic as I look at the notes, and there's a lot of just discussionary things here, but I guess this is something that has sort of plagued Havoc for a while. I mean, other classes like mine included right now, Enhancement Shamans right now are apparently... And I've reported this, and we'll see if it gets fixed. It's really obnoxious, these things that happen that we people figure out, but... You can wear the Uncertain Reminder Legendary Helmet that extends the duration of Bloodlust, Heroism, etc. And then you pop Hero like 2 or 3 seconds before the pull, but then you swap Legendaries, but you keep the extended duration. And then you go into the encounter with Hero on the pull with 3 Legendary effects, essentially. Havoc had a lot of mastery snapshotting, the whole Chaos Blade gear set swap macro and things that was happening for a while. Even though your burst is still ridiculous again now as it is, but is there any other 
major bugs or issues or, or tomfoolery that's still sort of well, happening with, with Havoc? Or The thing I just said about Demonic, about getting 50-second meta, probably isn't like the most well-known thing. So if you don't know how to do it, you just go into the fight, you I-beam once, and then you'll meta after your first I-beam cast. And then during that meta, you can just I-beam whenever, and it will add another uh, is it eight, eight seconds to the meta. So, like, there's, like, that's, like, a little thing that you can do, but obviously the mastery, shop, mastery snapshotting is just completely dead, so. But you can still run around with that and just run super fast, which is... Nice. <laughs> it's, run, it's nice for running old instances, but, I mean, now you just replace the mastery gear snapshotting with, like, uh, you just use the tank trinket from Karazhan instead and just go ham with that. Yeah, dope. <laughs> Don't bring that up yet. We're not, <laughs> we're not there yet. Let's slow our roll a little bit on that one. But um, so just to to reiterate on that one then too. So you said that you can. So when you I beam, which procs demonic, mm -hmm. you then meta your actual meta cooldown, yeah, and so then, then you I beam again. Yeah, then you can I beam again, and then you have your maximum duration meta you can if you're demonic. Mm. Um, so yeah, basically a, what happens is you, you I-beam, so you get 8-second meta from Demonic. Sure. Then you pop meta, so you go to 38 seconds. And then you I-beam again, so you get another 8 seconds. And then by the time you that meta breaks, I-beam should be off cooldown based on just time yeah. and the amount of Demonic appetites you've gotten. So. Hmm. so it's generally like in dungeons, you'll have like a nice one minute of metamorphosis on a boss if you go in with everything and you have a not terrible pull and you have ring. Yeah, yeah, and in Mob Souls, you can pre-meta the dungeon beginning mm -hmm. as well to get an extra, like, 30 seconds. Because once the dungeon starts, the counter starts, you your cooldowns get reset, right? So you can do a five-second countdown before putting the key in, and you meta at one. So you get 29 seconds of meta right there, then you, you do the first pull, and you do the whole meta shenanigans we talked about, and you can add all of that time up. So you can basically have meta in, like, Mob Soul from, like, the start of the instance all the way to the second boss and being meta the whole time. Well, I have never seen or experienced that. I don't really, I don't think I've changed my build normally. Granted, I don't do a lot of Mythic Plus stuff on, on my Demon Hunter because I have to focus on my Shaman, but that sounds ridiculous and yeah. fun. It's very fun because while you're doing that, you have 100% leech, so you can just like walk into mobs. Yeah, he's... Side, and you don't die. <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah, you just ignore mechanics again, even though, if, yeah. yeah. But is that the main? Is that the main one? Like, a bit, if it, Tom Foolery, is there anything else that sticks out? I think they've they've locked down a lot. Um, I guess I could bring up that there's really no. Is there still fell rush canceling? Is that still a thing? Through yes. probably... yeah, that's still a thing. Hmm. I mean, it's not really a big deal anymore, it. but... I mean, you can do it if you want. Like, I personally do it in, like, two bosses if they're tiny hitboxes, and I'll lose, like, two autos, but... I know Kim yeah. doesn't do it. No, but, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I, got, uh, I got used to not using it and just weave my way around the boss accordingly between attack, attack swings. You just stand at the max range of the boss. After you swing, you just sidestep away from the boss and fell rush back in. So by the time your next melee is queued up, you're back in melee and you don't lose anything much. Right. It's more of a you know micromanagement thing. But the only difference, like Dream said, is like one or two melee attacks. So it's not that big of a deal either. Okay. 
And the prevalence of, of fell mastery and momentum is definitely a reason why it's not a huge deal much anymore, because you're not worrying about that four-second window as much as we used to be for the first five months, four months of the expansion, so... And all of beta, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, because you don't need to use Fall Rush like you used to. You can use it for damage. So you can, if I had spawn, you just use both charges. Yeah. For damage, or if you need to use them for movement, you can do that as well. It's not, it doesn't like hurt you. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, if you were saving Fall Rushes for movement, I'd say like, I mean, Cross is a bad example, but say you didn't have VR up and you needed to Fall Rush, that would be like substantial DPS loss. Whereas now, you lose like 400k damage for the Fall Rush, which is fine. Right. Yeah, it's nowhere near as egregious as it used to be. But is there anything else that you guys can think of that comes out of that weird area or some lesser um, known the other thing is like effects or the um, if you death sweep when meta is less than a second, you get like an extra global in meta. Yeah, that's that's a small that's thing. So with demonic, it's nice. So you have like an extra global in every time. So you just basically just I think it's on the, is it the third death sweep kid, right? The third yeah. one you do at like 0.5 seconds and then. It will extend meta for a global because, like, the animation where your character's like zooming around. I don't know, blade dancing, I guess, but right. And then you just get another annihilate in or whatever. Yeah, it is. and to go from that, you can squeeze an extra annihilate into your outside of meta timer because oh. of the death sweep animation. You just gotta spam it, but it's it's really it's not hard to do at all. You just you just weave in your last death sweep from meta in the last like under one second from your meta cooldown. Right. Yeah. And since the animation is going to carry over, if you just spam uh, Annihilation, your GCD is going to be able to be used before the animation's over. So you can squeeze in an extra Annihilate. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to just say, is that the animation for Blade Dance or Death Sweep itself, I think is basically locked at the 1.5 second window. It's it's tied to the regular GCD. Right. So yeah, you can, and your global's going to be lower because of the hasted meta. Interesting, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, and there's just one more bug thing that's never been fixed as well, that uh, if you I-beam and inner demon procs, you lose your I-beam and you cry a little bit inside. Is that why? I thought... Yes, yes. That just happened to me, like, literally yesterday. And I thought I had, like... Mm -hmm. and it was during hero and meta, so yeah. I had a ton of haste. And I was like, okay, maybe it just, like, zapped out of my face that quickly. But no, it's because the stupid demon jumps out of me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because really? the, the inner demon is 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 uh, coded as a cast. So it's like you oh. cast inner demons, and since you cast <laughs> inner demon, it cancels your channel. Oh. And, and obviously, if you're under a lot of haste effect, inner demon proc rate is like a haste calculation. It's a haste. Uh, it's a number by haste or ppm. Sure. So if you have a lot of haste, you're most likely to get an inner demon proc, and then, you know, the whole, like, feels bad man happens. Oh, that sucks. I didn't know what that was exactly. Okay, well, that's just RNG. You can't really help that. No, it's really unfortunate. It's been reported back in beta, and it never got fixed. The same the same way that the mastery snapshotting got reported in beta right. and got fixed, like, two months ago when it became, like, well-known by everyone. Mm -hmm. But before it was like a, a tiny things that a couple of people kept to themselves. But. Like, not negative in chat brings up. We still have that really neat fell rush DC bug. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, uh, well, it, on botanist, it's amazing. It's not really a bug though. It's a hard coded 
fix to try to stop people from animation, animation. canceling. As yeah. someone that animation cancels, I can say that I've DC'd zero times animation canceling and like at least 15 times just straight file rushing. They did absolutely nothing to fix it. They just screwed up regular file rush, which is oh, just no. annoying. So like, yeah. sometimes even if I don't have to animation cancel, I'll just do it because I don't want to DC. Because I know I won't DC with it. As, as stupid as it is, but... Yeah, I remember yeah. back they, in the beta. Uh, yeah, the we, firm, that first day when, when you sent that GIF. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in beta, I had a talk with Blizzard people about the animation canceling, gave them all my macros and all the, the shenanigans that people were doing, and the, the next build people started DCing with Fel Rush. So <laughs> I feel a bit responsible for that, but... I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I'd rather have a class that works fine than a class that's... Uh, you know, broken. That's of course. Because of it. Oh, of course, of course. Of it's course. really unfortunate. I lost the chosen title twice to DCing. Oh. Because of Fell Rush in the second phase. There's but also, it's fine. I, I got it afterwards. There's also the weird Z-axis interaction with Fell Rush sometimes, where you clip that stone and you just fly like a rocket ship across the terrain. Mm -hmm. Because yes. it just like launches you and you just break the server for like a half a second. That's hilarious though. Those don't really do much. Well, unless you're doing Scenarius Mythic and you are <laughs> off the edge. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was that, funny. That happens. <laughs> that yeah, that has to do with the Scenarius model. splits the first week. That was pretty funny. Yep. I just followed from the middle right into the Xavius pool. Just instantly died. Yep. Game. What about uh, what about Fellblade on uh, Crosis? I'm talking about Crosis now. <laughs> oh, but, well, dude, oh. that was awful. Dude. I hated that. So they used to? Well, they they fixed Fellblade. Yeah, they like, fixed it. But yeah. like the first day, I, I fall rushed or not fall rushed, fell bladed, Fellblade. and I was like right on the edge, and then I just my character just slowly fell off, and I didn't. Move. <laughs> yeah. And negative just would link it everywhere in DH Discord. I'm yep. sure he's gonna link it here. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they fixed Krosis Fellblade. Sometimes Fellblade is still kind of like weird. Like on Ellison, I had a few weird like Fellblades that moved me when they shouldn't have. But yeah. It's it's even like uh I almost died to it last night doing the the mythic Nighthold ult run on Triliax on the ad, the imprint and the like the phase two or whatever you want to call it. And I'll Fellblade to the imprint. But it'll take me like all the way into his hitbox and then right in front of the laser. So yeah. Otherwise you just do it and you just you just attack in melee range with him and you don't actually move. So I don't know why sometimes it has to pull your character and readjust if you're like a little bit outside of the hitbox, but it's the same crap. Oh, there's the clip. Nice. <laughs> um, I like this. It's the same Yeah. It depends where the, the the clip on the boss's hitbox is, sure. basically. If it's in the middle of the hitbox, sometimes it's going to move you weird. Sometimes the clip is on the, the edge of the hitbox. Mm -hmm. It depends on the model, but it it's not really an issue, really. It's more like when you start doing a boss for the first couple of times, you just get used to it, and afterwards you forget about it. Right. Yeah. It's not too bad, but um, before... I can't believe we're just chug it along here uh before we move into like the little mid-show commercial break and then i want to get to it quicker because i want to go through the talents legendaries artifacts tier all the nitty-gritty stuff so do you have 
any specific resources that you can plug for a chat. And then, of course, you'll link me in Skype and I'll drop them in the video description box on YouTube. So, um, like, specific things to, to check out for aspiring or returning Havoc Demon Hunters out there. What do you got? Uh, I'll post the, the Demon Hunter class Discord, the Fellhammer, in, the, in the, your Twitch. Uh, if you go yep. to the channel Havoc FAQ, there will be a list to almost everything that you <laughs> possibly want. Um, and if you have any questions, me and Kev usually respond pretty quickly to Havoc questions, as well as anyone in the Discord that has the the Todd in their name. <laughs> that, that they're a helpful person. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to ask that, too. Um, not every MVP or, like, moderator, admin of the Discord channels takes PMs. Do you, either of you, are okay with PMs, or do you want people to just ask you? Like, which do you prefer? Yeah. I don't want to speak for Kid, but I'm personally fine with PMs. Um, I know some people just turn them off, but me and Kid, or at least me personally, I leave them on. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm generally fine with PMs. What happens most of the time is 99% of the time is going to be like go go into fact channel because sure. the answer is Yeah, they'll just so. ask a question like, "What is this? The bot didn't work," and then we'll say, "Well, here it is in the bot channel, or here it is in FAQ," and then yeah, yeah. yeah. They most say, of okay, the that's it. There's very few times where people come in and they like have like very like I don't know analytical questions like in depth. It's usually just like where's this? Where's this resource? I'm gonna get a sim, and then we just link the sim, and that's pretty much it. And and just as a general statement, anyway, it's like I I understand that some people might want a, a targeted answer or whatever, but uh, personally, I think it's just better to go ask in the general channel and anything like you can just ping myself or dreams or whatever if you want or answer but if typing in a general channel channel will bring more discussion to your questions and you can get more viewpoints and more more answers this way and usually you get can kind of get a, a a nice conversation going around your question instead of just having like one guy's opinion on it or whatever right i feel like that usually brings more uh, more to the table than just asking person people there directly. Were... There were two websites. I'm pulling them up right now. These were not prepped beforehand. So I wanted to see. Um, I wanted to know if you guys are familiar if they're still doing stuff. It looks like they're still doing stuff. Um, there was the Warden's Vault and then Fellrage. Are these still resources that are... Because I have them in the channel guide. Because earlier in the expansion, there were only the two websites that had popped up. Are these still things that are worth looking at or are you not sure they both look uh, nice i know vault of the wardens or yeah, that, that one, one at least that one that made. is yeah it's the one yeah, Tomic made and i i'm mostly i can almost be certain that it's up to date just from you know mm -hmm. having him around the discords and all the time yeah uh fellhammer fell rage i think most people use that for the weak auras things but uh, I'm, I'm not really sure about the content of the website itself because Dreams and I mostly just, just do everything through Discord because that's where we can reach the most people quickly. We don't have a, we don't personally have like a fancy website or whatever for it. Right. But uh, that's fair. That's what I was just looking at to make sure because those are in my favorited or friends category <laughs> in the channel guide. And I've always wanted to make sure those are still. Because they both look nice. They both have resources there. So if they're still looking good, then that's totally fine. I'll keep plugging them. But mm. is there... 
anything from the first half that you may have skipped over? Anything that you wanted to add before we move on? No. Um, we, uh, for strength weaknesses, we could talk about Netherwalk right now, or you want to do that later with the talents? Probably talents. Yeah, we, we, can, we can go through talents on that one for sure. Unless there's something specific you want to bring up about that as a side. Because um, the talent breakdowns and stuff that I want to go through are going to be more like short summaries. Because, you know, a guide can list all those things. If you, you mm. want to go over the shenanigans with Netherwalk. Yeah, Netherwalk sure. is it's generally like really OP on almost every fight. Um, good examples are like Star Augur and... Um, Krosis and Tachondrius, where you can use the immunity to, like, soak, like, on Tachondrius you can get Seeker Swarm, Krosis you can soak smashes if your tanks are um, either dead or just taking too much damage, and then on Star Augur you can um, Netherwalk, like, the fear, like, the, the second fear that almost one-shots everyone, and then generally just live, and, like, it just allows you to have so many more cooldowns, because you have that and Blur now, um, and I, we see a lot of people that don't use that talent when it's, like, it's really, really good for every situation because you don't really need leech in a raid because it's kind of hard for a DH to out throughput healers, especially like generally when you're meditating is during loss, so there's not much healing that needs to be done. So the people that take soul rending in raids is it's not ideal, right? <laughs> and we went over that in the the BTS setting up yesterday that. Normally you would have, unless there's a mechanic that lasts a while, normally things, you'd have the netherwalk and then a cancel aura, like macro mm -hmm. for it, right? So you would just basically yeah. snap into it, immune the whatever, and then snap out because you can't attack during it, so. Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. really broken for that. It's really strong. I mean, it's, it's essentially bubble and cloak rolled in together. Old bubble, because you can't attack during old bubble, but yeah. Yeah, sadly, it doesn't remove debuffs like Cloak does, but sure, it, it, it's, it's as close debuff. as it gets. It's as close as it gets. What dreams? It'll do what? I, I said if it removed debuffs, it would be beyond broken. Oh, oh, for sure. Mm. Now, that'd be silly. I mean, the, the, the fact that you can also, like, lead a blur into another walk or vice versa is also incredibly powerful, too, so... Yeah, that's why it's really good when you soak things, where you, you pick them up with, like, another walk and immune for a few seconds, then you blur... And then you'll live through it. Right. Um, like on Tachondrius, when you get the Secret Swarm, you have like the three stacks of carrying play or four whenever you soak. And then whenever it gets bad, you still have Blur. So it's really, it's really nice. Yep. It allows and you then, to like do a lot more mechanics as a melee, even though there aren't that many to do. <laughs> right. And then for the shenanigans, you got Darkness as well. That's uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people forget to use it, sadly. A lot of raid leaders forget about it, but it's like one of the most broken cooldowns in the game. Don't forget yeah. about Darkness. Yeah, Darkness is definitely the type of thing where it can just, you can get like the Jesus RNG and yeah. when, like, for instance, like Serenity's Star Augur. Didn't you say it was like 1 in 8 million, kid? Yeah, 1 in 8 million RNG on Darkness get the kill. Yeah. He's the <laughs> Yeah. So pure skill. Pure skill. Right there. right there. Bring demon hunters. Yeah. And there was uh, on the Resto Shaman show we just had a few weeks ago, we talk about how Spirit Link Totem, SLT, is real good by itself. But if you fill the SLT with a darkness, darkness mm -hmm. can make you 
avoid the damage transference dot. Yeah. So it yeah. just mm -hmm. almost quadruples the potency of the SLT because so much of the damage that is mitigated then just disappears. Yeah, I remember just, people did that on uh, Ilganoth when they had like grip yep. all the bloods and then link with like eight of the debuffs and just live because, well, yep. darkness. Yeah, and it, it does... It is an additive bonus if you stack them. It's not a multiplicative one, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't, you don't get 40% for... You basically get 20% to, to not to like absorb the damage, and then you get another 20% afterwards. It doesn't yeah. stack, really. You just get two rolls, basically. Two rolls. Yeah, okay. That's fine. It's still silly. <laughs> it's still yeah, it's really, amazing. really good. So, well, that's fair. That's all little good little stuff like that. So, all right. I think it's time. I want to plug some things and do some shout outs real quick here. And then we will come back and do the nitty gritty discussion about Havoc. So, again, I have to thank the assistant producers of the show that are supporting the uh, the show and the stream, everything in between on Patreon. So, Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, and Delthier. Thank you very much for your support. And if you miss the beginning of the show, then I will have to double check here and uh, double post it. But there is, if you want to follow along, it is a Patreon unlock to actually have the show notes to follow along with. And then there are also behind the scenes podcasts that are sort of like the unscripted setup for the show or other little things come up and they're able to be, you know, just put in your ear holes that aren't things that come up on the show. If you want to go check those out, those are on the Patreon page. And this just launched the other day on the official Final Boss TV apparel store. So I do those commemorative uh, World First shirts, right? So we've got the two down here for, for Method, and we have now the two for Exorcist. So the, the new Mythic Gul'dan Demon Within design is out. If you would like to support the show in a more physical manner, you can do front and back pick sweatshirts. There's all different cuts of shirts for both men and women, a whole bunch of different colors. And the the design is that that it's a... Uh, will the back print load? Maybe not. The design is that, that it actually is a very wide design. So it has the Illidan Demon Within background, and then, of course, the really awesome Gul'dan skull exploding, which is pretty great. We wanted to make a different design this time that looked a little bit more uh, just appealing to sort of that fantasy genre instead of being tied directly to the characters or the uh, the boss itself. So those are available right now. Link is down below the stream. And then again, of course, if you haven't checked out the channel guide as well, we plugged the Fellhammer earlier, but all the other class discords are all able to be linked in the channel guide. You can even join the Final Boss TV Discord. If you just click on my face. The best way to help submit questions for upcoming shows is done in the general chat. I always ping the general chat on the Friday or Saturday before a live show. So if you have questions for the show, the Ask a Boss email, the old system I used to use, is gone. It's archaic. We've moved it away. So if you want to ask about uh, things for upcoming shows, like we have... Shadow Priest coming up soon, and then Holy and Discipline Priest, and then Vengeance Demon Hunter, etc., etc. Druid History Month is on the, the way soon, so if you have questions for Druids, then you can join the Final Boss TV Discord as well as any other ones. And then, you, of course, you can ask, ask me about it there, too. 
But that is about it. Other than, of course, we're going to look at this when I talk about this in a moment, but the Icy Veins guide for Havoc is very good. So if you want something that is, has a ton of information, and I'll be thumbing through that in a minute here in the next section, then uh, you go check out the Icy Veins guide for Havoc. But that's it for me. And are you guys ready to get into the nitty-gritty of Havoc Demon Hunters? Ready? Are you ready? You good? Yeah, let's sure. go. <sighs> All right. So... Let's get a little like the paperwork out of the way, I suppose. So the new secondary standard for Havoc, what is the secondary stat prioritization? How has it changed after 715? What are your what are your stat priorities for secondaries looking like? Well, the initial stat priorities is like crit mastery haste first, but as you and most other people know, as you get more of one stat, the value of others become higher. So you wanna relatively high amount of crit and mastery where the other two are kind of low um what me and keb usually do is after we get a piece we just sim our characters to figure out like the pawn string so that way we know what the value of mastery and crit is so we can fix our gems and stuff um but for me personally it's just always crit and mastery are number one and number two it just varies by usually like 0.5 for the stat weight hmm for and for Havoc, I thought it was, it's, for like Enhancement Shaman, to put this in perspective, like we're, we're Mastery Haste, and then we're sort of more Haste Mastery now. But then Crit and Verse are like really bad. They have like a huge fall off. But for, mm -hmm. for Havoc, it's kind of just like, they're all pretty good, right? If I understand that correctly, they're all like, there's no huge yeah. variance yeah. there. All the stats have their their uses, I guess. There's not really a dead stat per se, so that's good to some extent. But crit and mastery are based are really what you want, and yeah. by default, you just want as little as the other two as possible because crit and mastery just they they both keep getting better the more gear you have, right? And the more gear you have, the stat gets better and it just cycles forever like that and they just keep pulling more and more and more ahead even to a point where like i'm at a point in my gear where agility is my worst stat like everything's better than agility so i i just don't care about anything anymore uh, but uh yeah like crit and master are just king stats and mm -hmm. you still want some degree of haste but not enough for you to for it to matter yeah so that's Having fair. zero haste is bad, but you don't want to invest into haste. Sure. Versus right. just... Yeah, no, Verse took a huge dive in 715 for sure. It just fell off mm -hmm. the fell off the wagon. But, which is fine, because it should have always been the way it is now at launch, but they had to get that fixed in the whole big secondary stat revamp. And then... Yeah. There is... Your tier 19 set bonuses that we're currently sitting on right now. Uh, real quick, off the top of the Hedome piece, what is the hierarchy of pieces to wear of your tier 19 kib? Like, what pieces do you want to wear? What pieces should you steer clear of? Unless you have you know, legendaries that conflict, of course. But uh, In a perfect scenario, you want uh, helm, cloak, chest, pants, because they're the best itemized piece, period. Okay. And that 
leaves you room to use like the Jassin's two piece from Court of Star Arcway, which is glove boots. If you oh. have them at a high enough high level, it leaves you room for legendary shoulders if you want to use them. But it also enables you to use the better itemized off pieces from the raid. All the other, all the the shoulders and the gloves from the raid are crit mastery, which are your best stat. So it, it basically you want, like I said, helm, cloak, chest, pants. They all have either crit or mastery or both, and the offset of your best stat. So just the best of both worlds. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I was gonna pull up. I see that link. I need a different one. You know, let me grab this real quick. Because I wanted to talk about... Well, I can bring it up on stream first off. So, Tier 20 on the horizon. If you haven't seen the 3D models of the Tier 20 sets, they are all available on MMO Champion. So, I'll pop this up on screen real quick here. Here, uh, what, um, what, uh, what race do you play, Dreams? I'm going to make your... I'm gonna make your demon hunter on screen real quick here. I'm a, I'm a female blood elf demon hunter. I bet you are, like everyone else in the world. Of course. So this no, is the. Why wouldn't you both silence? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're you're not wrong. This is the mythic set for tier twenty right there. And I think the one thing I wanted to. Well, that's weird. The one thing I wanted to make sure you notice here is that there you get. Like demon fingernails, which you can't really tell. There we go on her other hand. And then you get like toenails too. They're part of the pants and the gloves, which is ridiculous. They're not on the other sets. If you go to the like the normal or heroic sets, they're not there. But what do you guys think of your tier 20? Since these, all these new armor sets now are being crafted from you going forward, since there's no armor sets before Legion. What do you guys think? Dreams, what do you think of the new tier 20 armor set coming out? Um, I mean, some of the pieces look cool. I think I think we talked about this last night. The the mythic helm um, doesn't <laughs> yeah. look the best. Yeah, it's a little um, stupid. Well, I think the the effects that you get with the mythic pieces, like you said, the the claws, it's really cool. Like the shoulders look really good. Um, I'm not super big on transmog myself, but I, they definitely it looks like they put a lot of time into the the art for this tier. I so. I love I'm the happy. helm. You don't like the helm? Come it's on. Literally, it looks like you have like, like a weird like blade coming out of it. Like what, you're going to headbutt someone? No, you go male blood elf and you use the helm for maximum oh. maximum memes. No, no, oh, no more Oof Fodum, dude. Just stop. Dude, <laughs> I'm renaming I'm renaming Horn Fodum when I get the helm next year. Because you're going to have, yeah, the, the model viewer here at MMO Champion doesn't have the Demon Hunter, like, uh, customization, so it doesn't mm -hmm. show tattoos and whatnot. But imagine, like, yeah, the crazy horns and blood elf ears and fantastic Sephiroth hair and the axe blade head. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and the horns on your shoulders. And yeah. then you, you can just macro, like, slash yell, like, rhino smash in your fell rush. And oh, you God. just go ham with the helm. <sighs> For the maximum fantasy value. Is it the maximum fantasy value? I, I don't think it can beat that. Hey, maybe. But then the real thing here, I'm going to bring this up now, is the... Oh, there's an ad on the page. Can I get rid of it? Uh, there we go. No, I don't know. Whatever. All right, well, it's tax season, so there's a 
whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, the Demon Bane armor, which is the tier 20, there are two new set bonuses that are currently working on... Uh, let's see. These are loaded incorrectly. These are the ones we currently have right now. Currently, we have the Generation and Fury abilities and the Chaos Strike chance. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. all listed here. So you, the new one is Blade Dance will refund 40 Fury when it hits an enemy. And that Blade Dance's critical strike chance is increased by 50%. So how how are those for set bonuses? Um, I think realistically it's not like the most broken thing, but it's going to make the class feel a lot better because the extra generation you get for or Blade Dance is just another button you have to hit. And it won't make, I think it will make it like the ring discrepancy not as big. Where the different oh, okay. people with ring and not ring won't be as bad with that, uh, with the tier 20, uh, two piece, four piece. But well, it, I think it, 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 it's shifting the class more into a way where it's not just lol, chaos strike, lol, <laughs> don't do anything, one button class, lol. Right. They're like trying to like shift away from that and they're kind of making it so, like, all right, we like the first blood build, we like how it plays, mm -hmm. let's just make you keep hitting blade dance off cooldown pretty much. It's another button to hit brings more like diversity to the class so it's it's good but then technically like i mean chad is catching up too yeah refunds more than it costs first yep. blood makes uh blade dance cost 15 if I, my math is correct mm -hmm. um so it makes it a builder but then if you don't even take first blood for whatever reason if chaos cleave or, or bloodlet comes back into the the fold it would still give you five and or make it free essentially yeah right which is which is great because like depending on how balance turns out obviously it might give us you know more tools to play around with hmm. because of how uh artifact traits are working like mainly balance blade and the new uh blade dance trait that they're adding right so even without first blood it might be a dps increase to use Blade Dance on pure single target or at two targets or at uh, whatever, like Matt will tell. Sure. But uh, it, it, it opens up some opportunities to have interesting talent choices for the future, which is always a good thing, I think. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to jump too far ahead, but yeah, that's the one thing that ties into this too. If these go live, which again, this is sort of a future-proofing little subsection here, one of the new traits you have on the Twin Blades in... 7.2, one of the new talents, the new one of one, is your Blade Dancer's Grace, which increases the critical strike damage of Blade Dance by 20%. So that would make the flat, and of course, your one you have now, which is Balanced Blades. But I guess the two questions I have on that one, which I don't know if you guys know this yet, does that critical strike damage apply to the actual effect of First Blood or just the hits of blade dance itself every every hit every strike of blade dance it's hits four times and all four hits have the 120 modify on crit basically oh wow okay and then same thing with first blood it would give more crit chance and damage to the first blood hit or is that a separate yep okay mm -hmm. yep it, it goes into everything wow currently at least but yeah. right currently so that's actually pretty pretty powerful. If that goes, yeah, that definitely it, is. It, it it pulls up some pretty nasty 
seven figures number when you oh <laughs> like overall for the whole spell effect no just for the first blood hit oh okay well geez <laughs> all right dang that's crazy so we'll see we'll see how that works out um is it sounds like it's a fine tier 20 bonus to graduate from because you still get a, a, a fury bonus, right? Because right now you have the flat fury generation bonus. Um, so it seems like it's a good graduation there. Whereas hopefully, speaking for myself, the enhancement one is currently a DPS loss. So <laughs> our two piece is just 5% crit. We're not even a crit based class. It's like the lamest two piece bonus since like Burning Crusade. It's so bad. It's just plus five percent crit. That's the it. Fantasy will fix it. Yeah, the fantasy will fix shut up. <laughs> um so that sounds fine. How about this is a this is a topic that Kib can't wait to talk about. All right. Before mm -hmm. we get into legendaries and trinkets oh, yeah. and talent breakdowns, we have to talk about this. Chat. All right, pull up a chair, get your hot cocoa and um your pepes. <laughs> I wanna break down the whole two minute meta meta that is happening right now with the combination of the delusions of grandeur legendary shoulders the convergence of fates trinket from elisand and the relic stacking and uh, i don't know i'm just gonna let kib go for it first um my notes here you know is it that serious do you need all of that to set it up how hashtag worth is it overall like how how does this work out right now yeah well, it, it's great when you talk about it. It sounds great. It looks great on paper because, you know, stack all cooldowns together every time they're up. Like, wow, it feels amazing, man. And, and all that, uh, all the memes are coming with it. But at the same time, the, the biggest issue that there is with this build is that you have to give up a lot to make it work, which in turn devalues everything you're getting from it. And it gets to a point where you're getting giving away so much that you get basically nothing out of it. Even though it feels good and everything, it's not actually super effective in like when it be, when it comes down to it. And that's basically the biggest problem because you're giving away like a perfectly itemized item like slot in your shoulders from from the raid. You're giving up like trink a trinket slot for something. It basically does nothing. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, just Convergence alone is very, very weak for Demon Hunters. We have, like, the longest cooldown in a game and the worst proc on Convergence from all the classes, which, question mark, like, it just, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's just dumb. And, and then again, you get to the Relic part where we have Relics that increases the damage of, or, like, best ability that does the most damage that you right. use like more than half of your total cast in the fight to something that virtually does nothing but just lines up your cooldown so when you when you put all of that in the same melting pot like all the gains and all the loss from it it basically balances it out where it turns out to be slightly better than just having like a, a legendary trinket a legendary belt a paridas for example that are like just just better overall but at the same time when you can line up your meta with your cooldowns with a fight mechanic like let's say on tychondrius for example because that's probably the best one we have 
if you can get a, a 230 meta, which is just basically what you need for Tychondrius, because every two minute 30, you're getting out of the bat phase and you get the damage buff, then it's it's really amazing because you just have all your cooldowns, all your meta, all everything with the damage buff from the fight. So in these situations, it's amazing. But otherwise, you just have to give up so much to make it work that it's, it's not really worth it. But at the same time, when I say you have to give up so much, it it's comparing it with other legendaries that you might not have. Right. So most of the time, it's going to be your best option to to go for it if you have it. But like ideally, in a perfect world where you have all the legendaries and everything, you're not going to use it often enough. So a few follow-ups on that, just to make sure we're on the same page with this. And you guys have done the math and worked this out, SimCraft style or napkin math or whatever. The way the Delusions of Grandeur reads, the legendary shoulders, is the remaining cooldown of Metamorphosis is reduced by one second for every 30 fury you spend. So mm -hmm. how much fury per minute is a Havoc Demon Hunter spending? So how many, I mean, I mean, how many seconds off do the shoulders really equate to? Because you guys uh, the shoulders alone are roughly a hundred and fifty second meta yeah. cooldown with a mythic with a mythic like item set. Yeah, the, the more the more gear you have and like more crit, obviously you can spend more fury then. So right. the shoulders will be better. Whereas if you're like some eight seventy geared character and you get shoulders as your first legendary, it's probably gonna suck. Because mm. yeah. the the thing that I'm I guess trying to to look at here is that, and the counter I had to this is I have like one or two, I think I have one or two relics on my Demon Hunter for the meta reduction cooldown. And the fact that it now is forcibly desynced from Nemesis and Chaos Blades, like just makes it not worth it. It's just bad. I want to replace those relics because I want to have a four minute cooldown. I don't have the shoulders, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, because you want to have, you know, your opening burst, then you have your Nemesis and Chaos Blades in the two-minute phase, then you have it four minutes again, you get it to light back up again. Because once you forcefully desync it, then you just wait on your meta cooldown. Because you're yeah. not going to not, yeah. you're not going to meta without Chaos Blades and Nemesis, or vice versa. It's just kind of like, it's... Yeah, the, the only thing you can do at that point is just desync your, your, your cooldowns from, like, using them all at the same time just to yeah. make sure that they're all up in the window that mm -hmm. you're going to be in but it's not even worth at that point because like you can use your meta if your chaos blade comes back up in like you know 18 seconds sure because sure. you'll clip the last 12 seconds in and sometimes that's going to open up the opportunity to have like an extra like you know like 15 seconds of meta just as the boss is going to die but that's so like I mean, everyone knows, like, oh, the first week you're going to kill the boss in, like, 4 minutes, 12 seconds, and the next week you're going to kill it in 4 minutes, 6 seconds, and there you just lost, like, you know, you just lost 6 seconds on your meta at the end of the fight or whatever. So it's like, can you really count on that to add a, give a value to the shoulders or yeah. give a value to the relics? And it's, it's really hard to tell, so that's why it's called, like, the 2-minute build. Because if it's not two minutes, you it's really hard to give a real value to like individuals for it. Sure. But when you give it a two minute uh, cooldown on it, you can easily you can more easily give it a value because you just sync it with everything all the time. Yeah. 
Well, I guess that's that's the the question then for those that do have this and are looking for this kind of build. And if if you can line this up in a perfect world, are the shoulders enough? Oh, like an average like nine hundred. I guess it's not average right now. Right? I'm kind of being a little snobby, I suppose. Like an eight ninety geared havoc gets the shoulders. Are the shoulders enough without relics or the trinket involved to line up on a two minute meta, or is it still not? Is that not enough cooldown reduction? No, it's no. not enough. You need uh, you uh, you need at least uh, shoulders and the trinket and at least one relic oh, okay. to really make it work. If you have uh, like when, two relics and you're yeah. super geared, you can. It's gonna be really close, mm -hmm. but. Like it'll be like two minutes, five seconds, and it's probably worth doing because you can use two real trinkets. Mm -hmm. But um, the belt is still like really, really good on a lot of just for damage purposes. Obviously, if it's like a long fight like Star Augur or um, Gul'dan, where the I guess Gul'dan's different because the boss or the belt damage is good, but on Star Augur, belt damage is useless because ninety percent nothing's going on. So <laughs> shoulders there, it's worth the extra five seconds and need the extra trinket. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going around about the shoulders and how good they are and stuff. And I feel like it's the way that the nuclear burst of have Havoc works is that because you stack Chaos Blades on top of Nemesis, granted Nemesis lasts for well beyond that, but Chaos Blades, Nemesis, and Metamorphosis, like, they need to, basically, they're, they need to always happen at the same time to make them right. feel worth it. So... Essentially, unless you can make the two-minute meta-meta work, then it's just not not good. Is yeah, there... it's, it's better to just use it on fights where it actually lines up with another thing on top of it to make okay. it even better. Like Tychondrius, for example, or like a fight like, like Gul'dan is great as well because the fight is so long that you get a lot of opportunities to like slightly delay your cooldowns. And since you delay your cooldowns anyway, you can line it up with like a 230 meta, which is perfect on Gul'dan. Mm -hmm. But that's basically it, because it, the trinket is really trash for Demon for Havoc. It's just garbage. You, that, you, the, yeah, the trinket is just bad, and, and yeah. losing out a trinket, I mean, trinkets are a huge part of our DPS. So that's if you good... can get away without the trinket, it's perfect. That's a good call that um is brought up in chat for sure yeah negative brings up that 7.2 it'll be a little better because of the 4-4 traits yeah i mean yeah. The, the the wow db calculator doesn't have this updated yet but you're gonna get you're gonna get one more point of unleashed demons which is another 20 seconds off so it you're going to be forced in a way to desync on purpose yeah, because that's going to be the last talent you get. Like the that's yeah, going to okay. be the talent that you'll take when it's going to cost you like eighteen like quadrillion <laughs> yeah, yeah. power to get or whatever. Yeah, you're because, ninety whatever. Yeah, yeah, you you'll get your all your paragon points before getting that. And yeah, I mean, unless you have the shoulders and you can make it work, but you're not going to use convergence next year or anything like that. Just from my level perspective alone. Oh, interesting. I was typing, I was gonna type this out, but it's it's 2020 20 right now. Is the four of four only a 15 second reduction? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It DRs. It DRs. Ew. Mm -hmm. Ew. 
So, I mean, I guess there will be some shenanigans to figure out Unleash Demons plus Relics that reduce it. Granted, if you also aren't familiar, I'll go full cam for this to make sure we're on the same page. The random extra traits for Relics is gone. It's yes, not happening anymore. Yeah, thank exactly. Thank the makers or whatever. Whoever you pray to. Thank Glob. Uh, it's <laughs> It's gone. That's It's not happening. Which is great. It's great and terrible, but mostly it's great. That is no longer happening. So there's no more uh, there's no more nonsense with that too, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the bonus AP. Well, hey, the bonus AP incentivizes world questing over mythic plus grinding, and we need like 400 billion AP now, so don't... I'll take free AP, why not? For garrison resources? What are they going to do? Or class order hall resources? Um, yeah, well, you'll be farming AP for like 900 years anyway. So. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, okay. Dreams, anything to add to the, the two-minute meta meta before we move on? You good? Uh, I think we've covered everything. Um, it's just really situational and don't just blindly think it's good. I think it's right. all... Okay, so legendaries and the trinket lists now. Um, if I mean this is sort of self-explanatory, I think a lot of the legendaries that uh, are notable for for havoc, the havoc Hunter community knows. But you want to reiterate these like sort of a hierarchy, and I'll just start you off and lead you in here. If Dreams wants to walk through these, uh, here there's a ring called Anger of the Half Giants. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that one's uh, that one's pretty good. Um, <laughs> for just damage wise, the uh, the belt's the second best. Um, but uh, if it's like a boss fight where um, you really don't need damage at the start and you want like execute damage, you would take um, Pride as because of the stats. It's just like a big stat stick really right now. Yep. Or um, delusions or the shoulders. Um, most of the legendaries are kind of bad in um, in raids like. The chest really doesn't do anything. Um, Safu's, unless you can proc it, it's pretty bad. Um, the boots, not ideal. Obviously, the bracers are very bad. And the helm is uh, essentially useless if there's never going to be another set of ads within the next, like, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And since most sets of ads um, this tier are on, like, 45-second timers, for instance, like, golden eyes, it's just, there's no need for, like, the helm. The helm is... Worth it if you're doing like the meme beam demonic, yeah, yeah, in demonic 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, I'm just talking about for raids right now, absolutely. Um, and then, oh, I forgot the trinket as well. The trinket, yeah, the trinket's number two, yeah, after the belt, it's after the belt, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the trinket's good, it's just obviously you lose a trinket slot, which is unfortunate. Well, I guess um, you don't, you don't, I guess you lose one, sort of, but. It, that's you bring up the magnum opus, yeah. right? You bring up Pridas, yeah. you bring up the this necklace that may even get buffed in the patch because they're buffing utility legendaries to give them throughput, which pff, you mm -hmm. know, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. if you didn't That's know about that, we'll see. Yeah, I saw that. But combining yeah, combining Kill Jaden's Burning Wish and Pridas is so much secondaries. I mean, these yeah, are definitely. The tooltips are 910s. They're not scaled up to 940s. But I mean, it's like, what? It's probably 2,500 of those secondary stats all stacked together. 
Yeah, it's, it's crazy. definitely a lot. The only issue with that is that you don't have the ring if you use Sprite as a trinket. That's yeah, very true. Need the ring. Of course. So, of course. yeah, if you don't use the ring, it's always, you know, sad Pepe. But if you're, I guess if you have the pick of the litter on any of these, I know we talked about how uh, Sindaria, the belt, is really good, but not on every fight, because if the fight doesn't have anywhere else to use the 30% extra damage bonus, it's just kind of like, meh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So obviously taking into account using it on fights is important. But outside of that, would you then suggest that the like top two probably anger the half giants plus uh, kill Jaden's burning wish like for the all arounders? Yeah, I mean all around. I think Prida's and Ring is like a good combo to use oh, okay. for like all around stuff. That's what I played most of this tier with because um, I didn't oh. have belt or the shoulders, and it was really nice on most bosses. Um, on some bosses, you can obviously play like the meme beam, for instance, like Scorpion if you wanted to do that, or like Tachondrius depending on your strat. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most time, it's like you never unequip ring. Like that's that should never uh, come sure. off. And then it's just depending on the fight. So like some fights, uh, you want Prydas because it's execute damage. Other fights, say Krosis, you would take Belt because all that matters is raw DPS. Sure. And then if there's a fight where you could maybe get add damage that synchronizes really well with the Kill Jadens, then you would lob on Kill Jadens. Yeah. The, the other legendaries are kind of situational for DH. Obviously, Pride is just aesthetic, but the other ones, you like belt and shoulders, you, it has to be situational to use them. There's, there's definitely a misunderstanding on how good the less flashy legendaries are for sure, but yeah, it is. It is something. There's a lot of. There's a lot of mis misconception also about the trinket too, like about how to use it, which oh. turns out to be a damage loss for a lot of people as well. Uh, I see people try to maximize the the amount of uses they get out of the trinket when that's the wrong way to go about it. Oh, okay. The the thing about the trinket is that the damage is flat and it's it does not dr. So, right. like, for example, let's say you have the trinket does like 100k DPS, the damage or whatever, and you can use it five times on a fight, right? So if you use it five times on the boss on single target, you'll get 500k damage from it. But if you use it four times and on one of the uses, you can cleave three targets, you're going to use it four times. So that's four hit plus three targets at seven hits. So that's 700k damage. Yeah. So, so like, that, that that's really important to keep in mind when using the trinket. It's not really about right. how many uses you get out of it. It's more about how many targets you're going to hit with. Yeah, like Spellblade's a good example. You can just yeah. obviously yeah. it's done more than a more than the time, and then you just will use it on like the frost ads and the arcane ads, and there, since they're all stacked up, it's insane. Uh, there, I brought this up when we were progressing on Spellblade. It didn't take us very long. We we chose to go Krosis Botanist, which took us four days. And then Spellblade, and we we did her in like maybe a night and a half total, so it was fine. But I, then we have a, there's a bunch of raiders in the guild that have the Burning Wish, and only like one person used it. And I don't know the different hierarchies of which ones are better or not, but earlier kill videos I was watching of of how smooth the the more top progressed world guilds are are pushing, they would group up the the frost ads and like all their AoE stuff and, like, multiple burning wishes would fly out and then just right. gone. Whereas you yeah. watch, you'll watch, you watch my kill video and, like, we get two big frost ads 
and then we're done, mm-hmm. right? But these, it's, it's it's so good on certain situations for sure. But yep. um, yeah, and, I, yeah, and we talked about that last night a bit also. Like we're getting to a point in the expansion where like people have like five, six, seven, eight legendaries, right? And it, it's we're starting to get to a point where you're just using legendaries as like a, a talent or something. Yep. You get to a point where you're like, okay, on that fight, there, there's this that happens at that moment that we're having difficulties with. It's it's like the blockage for our progression on that fight, and that legendary is going to be really good for that. So I'm just going to use it and, and go with it. And that's especially true for Havoc, since the like beside the ring, there's nothing that really stands out as like an OP legendary. So you always want to use the ring and then use X other thing based on the fight at hand. Which is which is perfect, I think. It, it it gives us an extra layer of like, like you know, stuff that we can bring to the raid and be useful for. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna bring up. This might be a little broken, real quick. I gotta pull this down on screen. I'll bring up the trinket list you have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have this huge list of Patrick data, Simsy, Patrick Raw data, Hectic Adcleave, Adcleave data, and all this kind of stuff like that. So see all the trinkets. So here is the hierarchy of trinkets for you guys, and I'll let Kim talk about something else that is just um, shown up on the the battlefield here, which is you know you can see how strong the Burning Wish is, and the Eye of Command with the set is really good. Eye of Command is just barely it doesn't fall off a ton if you don't have the set, but obviously you want to prefer that. But then watch this giant weird bar in the middle of like oh major domo's dinner bell oh yeah that's the that's a tank trinket from karazan that pops every three weeks which is you know <laughs> yeah it, it, it's great because uh having more stem on your trinkets means that you die less which means you do more damage and that's obviously the only where the values of this trinket comes from mm-hmm. it, it's totally not because you snapshot your master and increases your uh you're damaged by like 30% when your cooldowns are up. But uh, yeah, that, that that's basically it. It's it's literally that. The trinket copies the secondary stat of your food buff and increasing your mastery by 25% from the lowest version eye level of the trinket, which is always going to be better or equal. So the, the worst you're getting out of it is 25% increased damage for 12 seconds while all your cooldowns on up that you stack on that 25% damage that you stack on meta that just gives you like really like it, it basically gives you what mastery snapshotting that we had before gives you in terms of burst which is crazy so the the, the trinket reads to 90 second cooldown lasts for 15 seconds increases a random secondary stat by a ridiculous amount. This is at 855 on WoWDB, and it's 7400. Yes. Um, but this is obviously a baseline version. So if you get a god tier roll of this, it could give you over 10,000. But the secondary stat, is it actually random, or is no. it... No, okay. it's your food buff. Yeah. It's, it's your food, food buff. buff. Yes. And then on so. top of that, you can add the Nightbane chest that gives you another 30% on it. So. Right. So it, it gets crazy really quickly. And that to, to, to bring that in perspective, because of mostly is this, this is revolving around the fact of chaos blades, right? And how much yes. damage you put out in that window? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's and just, because mastery gives you mastery becomes basically a 
flat stat damage increase at that point right. while Chaos is up. So. Right. You get a big Wombo combo going on. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a little silly. I have not gotten lucky enough to get one on my Demon Hunter yet, because I haven't seen one drop, but... Um, not many it's... people have. No, yeah, I suppose. Because I think, Dreams, yeah. you're on your armory, you're just playing two stat sticks right now, right? You just have two stat sticks. Yeah, my trinkets are, are not very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, like, why have Guarms just didn't drop? I was like, I got that one, like, three weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, my trinkets are not good. I, I like playing with Memento a lot, though. Um, I know it, like, doesn't sim as high, but... If you're doing like five mans or something with like the the pug keystone and you have sure. some guy with keystone and they're dying a lot, you just spam proc like master mementos. And if that happens, obviously during chaos blades, it's just raw damage increase. So if sure. there's ever mechanics going out when you're chaos blading and people are dying, it is fantastic. With is... people just feeding, you get all the buffs. And the last trick I want to bring up here is. So the the draft of souls, it's not drought, mm -hmm. it's pronounced draft. The draft of souls is stupid good for unholy death knights and ridiculously good for warriors because damage amps amplify its damage. But then yes. how is that is is how good is draft? I guess for I me, mean, it's high on the list, Kib. But is that only because of like every other use of it? It goes with nemesis or do you just use it sort of on you have let me go bring up this back you have you know disclaimers here trinket is used on cooldown as long as nemesis has 30 or more seconds remaining meta is not active and the cooldown remaining on blade dance is longer than three seconds so is yeah <laughs> basically it basically comes down to that like the trinket uh, if you use the default simcraft the trinket is basically like near to the bottom of the list but when you add these like components to the the apl uh it may basically turns out to be the list that you see on the screen right now uh it's really good if you use it under these terms but at the same time these terms make it like that in a real boss fight where real mechanics happen where real yeah. stuff goes on it's kind of eh it's a nice trinket to have for sure. Like if I'd have one, I'd definitely like toy around with it and whatnot. But it's not something that you should pursue until like you know your warriors, your DKs, your rogue have it because they're going to get way more juice out of yeah. it than you. Okay. The only way you're getting a draw is if you coin one. It's right. probably not going to get looted to you ever. Right. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely. It does look like it's worth it. Now, is it? More yes. worth it if you funnel all of its damage into single target, or is it still kind of fine on AoE and cleave, or how does that? No, you want to use it on patchwork settings, okay? Like because uh, you what for one, you can't control where the the trinket just hits something random that's like there when you use it, right? So let's say you use it on like mythic botanist, uh, you're probably gonna waste two thirds of it because it's gonna go in the ads that you don't want to hit. And that damage just is worth nothing because the boss just heals when you kill one. So on in these situations, it's it's awful. It's just bad. But uh, yeah, if you use it on patchwork settings, it's it's obviously a ton of damage that you just dump there on the target that you mm -hmm. want to use it on. The so it's great issue, for the biggest issue with the uh, the trinket though, I think, is uh, that you have to have another keybind. 
Most demon hunters aren't used to hitting in their <laughs> button. <laughs> oh, gosh. I actually... Yeah. So, the way that my UI is set up on my stream, I just have my, my bars, the middle bottom underneath my art, and there's some black bordering when I have my two different um, uh, damage windows and healing meters. But uh, I had to, like, just put random stuff to fill in the train track because it looked really bad when I had, like, nine empty squares. So I have, yeah. like, just crap macros I don't really use. I just have to fill in the boxes. So I'll take an extra key bind. I'll take a binding. I'll take something else to put there and well, fill you, in the blocks. You can become a PvPer at that point and just have, like, six Chaos Strike binds oh, and 17 oh. meta icons. Oh. And yeah. just to track your cooldowns better because, you know, default UI. That's true. That is true. Uh, there was one thing that came up in chat a little bit ago here. Oh yeah, Rathadari said it about Nemesis, because Nemesis buffs trinkets because it causes the target to take extra damage, not you yes. doing extra damage. But if you get the Nemesis buff from killing a target to get, like, the type, then it doesn't buff trinkets because then it's your damage being buffed. They fixed that a while ago, but it used to be like that. So is the it first, just... The, the first working? iteration of Drought would not work with anything Demon Hunter. It would work with debuffs on the target okay. because the target would take more damage, but it would not work on self-buffs, and then they, they changed it. So now it works normally. It works how you'd expect it to work, but it, it used to be like that. They oh, fixed okay. that like not too long ago, though. So it, it went live without that fix being in, but now it's fixed. Okay. Fair enough. And I guess the last thing up here is just going to be talent breakdowns and the different builds, which these are mostly just short summaries, thoughts, and uh, the big thing you guys wanted to bring up was boss tips and things like that. So I'm going to bring up the talent calculator. And uh, if you want to walk, if you two want to take turns walking me through things, I know Dreams, you were going over the, I think you were just running a key a little bit ago, but uh, what's the, so what is the full meme beam build? That you could take uh, for so mnemonic, I guess. I guess is what it's called. In the uh, in the ninety nine tier, you take blind fury, obviously, because the entire spec just revolves around revolves around your eye beam. Um, and then you take demonic appetite because every time you chaos strike, you can fracture a soul, and that because of your artifact will reduce the cooldown on the eye beam and uh, what's our stun called, kid? Chaos nova. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, um, feast on then, souls is what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then for 102, you take first blood <clears throat> because that's top damage regardless of spec. Um, and dust sweep is just going to decimate AoE. Um, and then you want to take soul rending obviously to heal, it's, it's an insane amount of healing, especially like on this week's affixes because of skittish. Yeah, you're basically a tank. Um, and then momentum, because you're obviously doing a lot of AoE, and like Kevin just said, and we just talked about, Nemesis only buffs your damage to one target, and since Dungeons is mainly AoE, gotta have that, that big 20% buff. Um, and then the 108 tier, for me, I personally prefer Unleash Power, because it's right. really nice to getting the souls, and then you don't have to worry about building up. You can just walk into mobs, fall rush in, stun, you get three souls, and then you I-beam, and you're good. And then, obviously, the 110, you take Demonic. And the ultimate thing, again, you can just I-beam before you meta, and then I-beam in meta, and it allows you to have, like, a 15-second meta in dungeons, which is 
generally very strong. Now, how would you? So this is the this is the bill that does bring back momentum a little bit. Would you? Yeah, this is like the super AOE build. Right. Maybe on like two bosses this entire tier, maybe three. I don't know. I think just mm -hmm. two. Just you played on Tachondrius and Scorpion, and Scorpion. You can play it on Tachondrius if you do the the double the strat with the bloods. Yeah. Ah. Otherwise, it's just that's a lot of pattern. Yeah. But like, so I guess the priority I was I was leading to is: would you, you would rush, I beam, probably death sweep if there's enough GCD there, and then would you rush again, then I beam again to snapshot the momentum into everything? Like, how does that? Because you got to weave it, right? Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Go ahead. What I do in dungeons sometimes is you can twelve rush in, use your ability, I beam, and by that time, or not your ability, your artifact. And then I beam. That time your first uh, momentum's done. Then you can fall rush, uh, death sweep, and then you generally if it's a large pack, you'll have I beam up again because you'll stun and have got souls back. And you I beam again, you'll use your last fall rush and then death sweep and ca and uh, annihilate a few times. That's generally how it, it works on AOE. Okay, but you want to so okay. Do you, you make sure you but, snapshot that, the momentum into your will the Illidari and your I beam? Oh yes, yes, okay. yes, of course. Okay. You, you want to aim for 100% momentum when you're in Demonic, and you, you can. Obviously, just Fall Rush once and VR once, and then you're good. Right. Yeah, you've definitely got to, you got to weave in the uh, Ventral Retreat, at least in there, yeah, for sure. Yep. That's, that makes total sense, because I, I, I bring it up to make sure that we're on the same page for the other Havocs out there that may have not played with momentum in a few months. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Make sure you put it back. I mean, it's like riding a bike, I suppose. I played with it for a little while. I played the Fell Barrage Momentum Fell Mastery build for a while for dungeons, so I was a little bit yeah. aware of how this worked, but that sounds good. So that is the the Memonic build, I suppose. Yeah, Meme Beam. Meme a lot of names beam. for it. It's generally just a dungeon spec that is very situational in raids. If you need, like, crazy sustained AoE. How yeah. about... The new El Clasico standard, Kib. You want to walk me through the the Fellblade Demon Blades is our Overlord spec real quick here. Uh, yeah, it basically like you said, you start with uh, Fellblade, then Demon Blade and First Blood, everything in the middle. And afterwards, since we're talking more about uh, a raid uh, spec, raid more central spec, you obviously take a Netherwalk because of how broken it is, with the couple example we mentioned earlier. And uh, afterwards, you go into Nemesis because it's just better for raids, and you finalize it with Master of the Glazing Chaos Blades. Uh, yeah, there. I don't know if there's much to really talk about. It's it's very straightforward build. Yeah. It just press your things on cooldown and <laughs> well, go for. It. Well, I could I have some things to make sure I talk about here nitty gritty wise mm -hmm. uh, the opener with this spec I've heard and I've experienced and I've tested out some things myself about like how to open and that's always yeah. the thing that it's get brought up about you know how do you open blah 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 and do you have like the it's so facto definitive opener with this sort of build that you can uh, sort of yeah. relay out there to everybody yeah, well, if you're if you're a horde, it's way better opener just because of arcane torrent. So yeah. Sorry, Alliance mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. but uh, the the horde opener basically goes. Uh, 
you meta when you pre-pot, jump meta jump in with your pre-pot, then you you just macro all of that together. It's like arcane torrent, nemesis, chaos blades, and dead sweep. Because wow. arcane torrent will give you 15 fury, which is exactly what you need for dead sweep. So you can just dump that in right away, and you just follow up the priority list afterwards. So you just drop your your Illidari, your artifact weapon, you fell blade for to to you know get your cooldowns rolling, and then you just spam annihilation forever. And just gotta keep pressing dead sweep on cooldown afterwards, and you just keep spamming annihilate as with as much fury as you can. Yeah. Uh, if you you're an alliance, though, you kind of have to just fellblade first. So you still want to meta jump in with your pot, and then you just fellblade first to get your fury going, and then yeah. you dead sweep, and then drop your artifact weapon, and then you just follow up. Now, do you? Because the way that I felt that the best uptime was, because you told me this, because when I was first working on this build, I poked you in Discord, you know, what's the the best thing? I didn't realize that Will Ladari, at least in single target, is okay damage, but it's not worth it. You want to make sure you get three death sweeps in the time of Chaos Blades. Yes. So to, to do so, you would you would jump in, Fell Blade, then you'd pop your Nemesis and your Chaos Blades on the global, and then you would immediately death sweep. And then you yes. prioritize that on cooldown over everything else. Normally, you you sort of end Will the Illidari sort of toward the end of it when you have a global. Is that right? Okay. Right. That that sweep just becomes like your your top priority. Like, right. well, if you have first blood, blade dance is the the biggest thing you can ever use, always on cooldown. The only time you may wanna delay it is if like. For example, like let's say Gul'dan, and you have like the the six eyes coming up in like one second or whatever, then you can delay your blade dance or dead sweep to position yourself in the middle of the eyes to get balanced blade to buff your first blood uh -huh. a lot, and then you dump all that damage onto Gul'dan because it you know you get damage buff per target around you when you use it, so that that's really the only situation when when you want to delay blade dance by any amount of time. Outside of that, you want to use it on cooldown when it's ready, like like right away. It, delaying it by one second is a mistake, basically. And then, also, to, uh, we didn't bring this up earlier. I mean, there are talent section now. First Blood does act kind of funny on multiple targets, right? Because it'll just... The extra damage hits something you hit during Blade Dance, unless you hit one target only. It so if, hits your actual target. Oh, your actual targeted target. Yeah. Yes, all of beta, it was it was working that it would hit the first target that the animation hits, which right. would the, be the top left target on your on the hitbox. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> now it works as it hits your target. So they oh, fixed beautiful. that. I think they fixed that mid Emerald Nightmare in like a random patch somewhere nowhere. But no one used that talent back then, so it yeah. kind of got under the radar. But uh, yeah, now you really want to. It just if you're targeting something, it's gonna hit that target. Okay. The only drawback from that is if your target dies after you press the button, you lose out the damage. If the target is out of your range when you right. use it, you lose the bonus. But otherwise, if the target is there and inside the hitbox, it's gonna hit the target. So, and I'll I'll bounce back over here to the talents again because this is the 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 two builds that really dominate 
right now. Is there anything else you want to bring up about the other talents that are are possibly worth it? I know that if you have bracers, bloodlet is not bad if it bounces to all three targets. Otherwise, it's kind of meh. And then like yeah, did... there. Oh, go ahead. There's some legendary like shenanigans. Obviously, like if you're running mythic plus and you have the bracers, bloodlet it gains a lot of value because you'll always get the three bounces all the time. So that they're that's decent for that. There's also fail eruption that's kind of good on on Gul'dan. Uh, Unleash power has some uses on some fights as well when stuns are needed. That's basically it though. So chaos. I want to bring up chaos cleave because this on the seven one five PTR went through a lot of different changes. And if you don't know how this works, even it works on single target, it's just a 10% chaos strike damage increase because it's like yeah. an aura? Yeah, it's a, it's an 8-yard... You can view it as like an 8-yard circle around your character. Everything inside of that will just take 10% of your chaos strike damage. Right. So obviously your main target is inside that circle around you. So it increases the damage on single target as well. But it didn't it didn't shape out to be because it was really strong and like set and forget on the PTR. And then it got tweaked down to 10%, which is much more understandable. Do you this still doesn't it doesn't eke over first blood though? Do you think that it would I mean, it could always change in 7.2, and as gear grows and grows and you get more and more mastery, I'm sure there's some mathematical value point for it to become a uh, a talent of choice, but not right now, huh? Yeah, I saw it pop up in chat a couple seconds ago. Yeah. Basically, the math on it now is if you have like 116% mastery, it's better than First Blood. Huh. Well, that, there's that. So. Oh. Interesting. But yeah. And I guess the last point I wanted to bring up before we take a few questions from chat is uh, Demon Reborn is still dead, huh? Yeah, yep. that's not worth using ever. <laughs> Unless they bring it back to beta version where it worked on every, on every spell, it's probably going to stay dead forever. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a PvP talent. Cause it's synergized with PvP talents because you go into meta a lot more often. But that's about all I can imagine it works for. It, it could work if they made it work with the demonic meta invocation yeah. or whatever. But I even, even then worked with uh, Nemesis. It'd be the best talent ever. Mm. Yeah, that's where we go back to beta. Because mm -hmm. yeah, on beta you could you know Nemesis target. the target. Yeah. And you meta and then you Nemesis again, and it was multiplicative. Yeah. Well, I remember you would like you would Nemesis Chaos Blades and then Meta Nemesis Chaos Blades again. Yeah, <laughs> that was some that was some shenanigans there for sure. And the last one I wanted to make sure I I get the same thing on here is you said in like the standard build. I'll slap it up on the screen again real quick for for those of you like the the El Clasico current all around build uh, for rating Master of the Glaive. You suggested and yes. mm -hmm. that is just because it gives you two that charges. And it's a filler, right? Yeah, it basically just gives you two charges of your filler instead yeah. of one. Right. So it's it's less AFK GCDs. But so for instance, in meta, if you're on Alliance and you don't get any procs on the pole, yeah. you can just, you know, Hell Rush or Throw Glaive while 
your demon blade slowly start getting you up there to 40 or I didn't, it is. I didn't think Green about beam. that. The caveat to if you're alliance, that's that feels bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it's arcane torrent is just too strong. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. not gonna say it's too strong because then it's gonna get nerfed. nerfed. So arcane torrent it's is super good. balanced. Yeah, arcane just torrent is balanced. It, it's, it's just that you know, shadow yeah. meld is a bit weak. Yeah, if I can yeah. say that, Kappa. So I guess the last little bit we have here is some havoc soapbox and a couple questions from chat. Um, we're just basically at around time right now, so if you saw anything that chat brought up or if chat brings up something real quick that you want to address or you want to soapbox about or answer a question or two, we have time for that. I've been so, answering a lot of questions just typing. Oh but... yeah, of course, of course. Which is totally yeah, fine. people want to throw stuff in Yep. Right yeah, now. if you just hang any of us, we'll just answer it. There's there's also a fell eruption that might be worth mentioning for Mythic Godan more precisely okay. because of how the fight works. You lose a lot of nemesis on the fight just because right. of how things are spaced out, which ekes out that fell eruption is basically equal overall damage, but it gives you way better priority target damage because you get that dump on the ads when they right. spawn and, and on the, the eyes that go like like the six eye spawn, there's one in China. So yeah. you fell you fell eruption that eye in China for six million and then you feel good about yourself because you soloed it. Yeah. And uh, and then you get to the Illidan phase where it takes 150% damage, you get a mastery proc, you get chaos blades, and you just fell eruption for 15 million. It's it's always great. So there's a lot of fantasy with fell eruption on, on Mythic Goldan. Mm -hmm. But that's basically it for that talent. Um, so we didn't really go over this during the the secondary stats section a little earlier, but uh, I guess there's a, a question from uh, original in chat. So there's no cap for your crit to aim for, right? There's no aiming on any of your secondaries that you want to get to and then like stop worrying about them or anything like that. There's nothing like that for Havoc. I mean. Well, you can, if you want to cap, you can have 90% crit with the force set bonus and then you stop, but <laughs> it, it's not likely to uh, to be achievable. So, oh, okay. Uh, uh, beyond that, that yeah. what dreams? I know, right? In beta, we could have 100%. I remember Keb had a, a yep. stupid site with 80, 80 sockets. Yep. Yeah. Just 600. So yeah, I had, I had 101% crit chance on beta. Yeah. And then, that was the gems. And then uh, Uru here, probably ruining your name. Uh, you said Demon Reborn is dead. How would you achieve the 50 second meta without it then? Um, for the de for the 50 second meta, that's with the demonic talent, not Demon Reborn. Right. And it's completely unrelated. It's just right. the way demonic works is it just adds time on to your meta. And if you meta during demonic, you'll just add the time. So. Your first thing is eight seconds, or yeah, the, it's ten, but you have eight seconds to actually do stuff. So the, you do the that, only you meta. part, the only part, I guess that that can kind of get confusing there is like it. It's really it's way easier to achieve that with the legendary helm, mm -hmm. because oh, okay. for it to be for it to be achievable, you need to get another I beam within the first eight seconds of your first I beam that you use. So basically, you prog demonic. And then right after procking demonic through I beam on an AoE pack, 
you you want to stun which you're which you're like uh chaos nova and you get a bunch of souls you pick up these souls you reduce the cooldown on ibeam by five seconds and then you pop meta and then you ibeam again because you reset your ibeam cooldown yeah. it, you don't reset it through demon demon reborn you reset it through like soaking all the orbs from the aoe but okay. if you have the helm if you have the helm it just makes it infinitely easier because you know on a six target pack you already get like your i beam cut in half which is that's also why in, in this build to you take unleashed power yes yeah i guess you could make it work i get the question does bring up the chance that you could make it work with demon reborn because you are going to i beam you're going to be in your demonic form and then you're going to invoke meta which resets i beam and then you can i beam again there is a way yeah. to do that but then that forces you to a you have to have the fury mm -hmm. right opposed to just taking unleashed power which makes it free yeah. yep and then shattering off a bunch of soul fragments and you pick them all up and you're picking them up with demonic appetite so you're fill your fury bar up anyway so <laughs> yeah then you get like yeah, the and, and and even napkin matting it around like you can just do it like in your head real quick like think of a, a mythic plus run say like 15 minutes right so in that 15 minutes you'll get four metas out so you get four extra i-beams from the talent mm -hmm. but if you count the souls like i-beam is like 45 second cooldown so you and it's five seconds per soul so you need basically like an average of three souls per stun that you use to make the stun better and you can stun every 30 seconds in the run so just you just do quick math around it and the stun talent is just more so, high beams than the talent yeah right. i think that's nice with the stun talent too is every time you get a soul it reduces the cd of your stun as well so yep if say you have like five seconds left you can just throw like a super dr stun on the top on the targets to get your last few souls and then cast another i beam and then keep going so just mm -hmm. It's really nice that it just works well together with the demonic appetite with the unleashed power. Yeah, even even if the target are, because you don't have to. Do you have to stun the target with? No, no. Chaos you just Nova need to, to get the soul. Okay, it's yeah. As long as the target is not immune to damage, it, it has a chance to give you the soul. Uh, how about other questions here? Oh, I mean, Northern Man wants to know which weapon skin do you both use? But both of you are transmog to swords right now. I use purple glaives right now. With the purple Purple glaives? Yeah. Which which model of the purple glaives? Uh the, me... the hidden skin or the the hidden skin? I use the hidden no. skin right now cuz I'm getting the uh, other uh, colors unlocked. It's these ones. It's like the I don't know what these are called. You don't know um, what these are called? What are you? Um, oh, you just leaked your What do you yeah. what do you got here? What do you got oh, okay, here? Okay, yeah. I have those. Yeah. I don't know. Those are, good. Those are the, that's the, that's like the um, perfect form, the unlocked form, I think. If you can, yeah. If you can get a two minute meta, um, it's worth using belt over tr ring plus belt, um, over the shoulders on like shorter fights, like Krosis, for example, and stuff like that. So that, it's belt is more damage than shoulders, usually. So if damage, like if overall damage is important, then you want to keep the belt on. Your, your other question, Northern Man, was answered earlier in the show. And oh, I think Rathadari's trolling wants to know about the almighty and only good legendary for Havoc, Sefus. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Sefus <laughs> is probably not bad, but it's not great. 
I think yeah, yeah, Safu's is good on like every class in dungeons because you can obviously interrupt and stun a lot, but yeah. in raids it's so like hit or miss. Like some classes can't proc on pull, other classes can, so it's just unfair. The, I mean, the best use of Sephus is when you tank in dungeons because you lose all your movement speed buff from the master you get from Avic and you feel slow. You just use Sephus to move fast. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Here's actually a really good question um, from original again. And it was, this is actually something I don't even know about. This might school me. I just use prolonged power all the time, which I don't know if that's correct or not. Uh, is there a, when do you use old war over prolonged? Or do you use prolonged all the time? Or do you use old war all the time? How does that, what's your uh, potion old hierarchy? War, old war on single target, pro, pro, prolonged power on three target plus AOE. Yeah. This is basically you, what it comes If you're a really cheap demon hunter and you can't afford the old wars, <laughs> not the worst. <laughs> I know sometimes I do prolongs and heroic, but um, old war definitely goes in on single target. And, and prolong sometimes it's worth doing on a pole if like ads spawn within like 45 seconds. Like on gold yeah. and I prolonged on pole because then you hit yeah. ads. So just because it's like a single target boss doesn't mean like you shouldn't be prolonging on pole because mm -hmm. if ads spawn, you're going to get more use out of the prolong than you would the old war. Okay. Yeah, Goldan's a fight where you need both potion binds basically. You pre pot yeah, yeah. prolong and you second pot old war. Yep. I can understand. I can understand that. Enhancement right now is just prolonged all the time because we just want the buff to last a long time during ridiculous amounts of Stormstrike RNG. We don't have any. That's the thing, too. As far as I remember, prolonged power is just, you know, obviously flat agility. But Old War, the echoes, the ghosts that pop off of you, those will do more damage if you're under the effect or you, like Nemesis, for example, right? The target takes 20% more damage. Will that increase the damage of your Old War ghosts? Yes. Yeah, it does. We're and the, the, too, damage, right? the damage done from the ghost is also uh, haste-based. So if mm -hmm. you're under lust or stuff like that, they're going to do more damage. Yep. That's why Old War sucks for enhancement. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's not that great. Uh, oh, yeah, Rathadari wants to know about the monk Chi Waves on Mythical Dan, but that's for no the comment. BTS podcast. Yeah, no comment there. <laughs> yeah. God. The trigger. And um, uh, How do you open? For oh, Gold Dan? Yeah, for Gold Dan, generally you want to save your meta until after bonds. So you hit the yep. boss, build a little fury, probably blade dance, and then you wait for the bonds to go out, and then you can meta and hit your action button, and then go ham. Usually, they're, you want to save, like, Chaos Blades and I beam for the eyes. They're probably referring about... I, I'd assume most people ask that in, like, oh. a book setting, because you get the three ads at the beginning. There's there's basically a couple ways you can go about it. Most guilds usually rape the, uh, the Inquisitor, I think it's called, yep. the second big ad that spawns. Yeah. So... It really depends on what you're doing. I know when we do it, like when we do heroic on the, in like, uh, on the weekend on alts or whatever. I just pop everything on Gul'dan and just zerg him, and then yeah. cleave the ads. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. But I guess I'm just lazy about it as well. Ideally, you'd wanna you'd wanna go on Gul'dan, use Gul'dan as a fury generator. You just build your resources on him. And then when the Inquisitor pop, you dump everything onto him. You just gotta make sure you don't get hit by the 
the fail beam when you use your extraction button there. So you might want to save the extraction button for after the fail beam is out. Make sure you don't get hit by it. And then yeah, you after just that fail beam burst, it's a good one, good time to use the button. Yeah, and then you get the nemesis buff to cleave the other two targets after the first targets. Dead. See, I, I, I guess I scumbag that because I save all of my cooldowns and my extra action button for after the first. I'm not working on mythic cooldown, obviously. But on, on for heroic stuff, I've always thought, like, why would I ever use any of these cooldowns not on Gul'dan? So I wait until the transition, and then I wait until the bonds go out, and then I <laughs> everything, and I just stand there and turret on Gul'dan. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. It's mostly that I, I, mean, I got the belt, so I like, you know, dominating everyone for 15 oh, it's yeah, if you have Belt, you just sit on Gul'dan until he goes immune. So, so you, ju you, ju uh, you just tunnel Gul'dan, and then your raid leader yells at you because you do less damage than the tank, the first big ad, and yeah, you 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 just you 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 almost ignore him, but you acknowledge him just a little bit, and yeah, but but then again, like you just you just do the right thing and you switch to the first target, and you you don't pad basically, just in the better interest of the raid. To to sort of go off of uh, Original's last little bit of question there, um, Northern Man asked about your opinion on Demon Hunter needs to stay relevant in the future. We kind of go over the relevance of Demon Hunter in the beginning of the show. And then to cap this off so we can close out here, I don't know about the mixing of Tier 20 and Tier 19 sets because the rumor mill is that you're not going to be able to, but they haven't blue posted about how that's going to work even though for like enhancement if it's possible i'm doing two-piece tier 19 and four-piece tier 20 because my two-piece yeah. tier 19 is too strong even 30 eye levels of difference it's still still too good um but they well, don't you they haven't said yet if if it works like whenever it works i haven't looked at the tier 20 itemization yet for a set bonus right but if it works uh you can already snipe two piece from tier 19 to bribe your raid to get all the tokens until you get 925 socketed versions of them. Right. So that you can carry them for next year. But, uh, yeah. Well, That's stuff to plan out after you kill every boss and you're farming and whatnot. Yeah, I think that the post came out from Ian Hezacostas. Watcher said that they don't see it as a problem and they'll mm -hmm. address it as it happens. But as far as it looks like now, then we can mix them and have six set bonuses that are... Well, yeah the six pieces to have three set bonuses active, but I don't know. Relying on that seems really stupid because I'm going to wear well, my it, tier 19 the whole expansion then. It like, already it kind of works because you can use the, the dungeon two-piece along with your four set. That's true. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it kind of is the same thing in that regard. That's true. My thing is I just don't have to go back and do Nighthold to get a Warforged two-piece. Oh, yeah. shut up. <laughs> you, want, you want to get it right now. Yeah. I mean, I already have I have 920, I have a bunch of like 920 pieces, but they're all like the bad ones. I got like 920 gloves. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, that's just awful. Don't worry, haste is going to get great in oh, yeah. 2019. But I think that's going to do it. That's a little bit extra time for the Q&A there at the end. But, uh, most you have anything else you wanted to add to, uh, the players out there, the listeners? Do you have anything else, Dreams? Are you good? Uh, yeah. Join the Fellhammer. <laughs> Lots of memes. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Tib, what do you got? Anything? Yeah. I mean, 
anything, any other question that we might have missed or anything, just hit us up in the Fellhammer. That's where we mostly hang out. And uh, yeah, keep the memes on going. Meme beam your way to, through Mythic Plus. And uh, yeah, don't don't pad. Your raid leader don't like it. But if you are the raid leader, just pad all you want. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hit the button and we're gonna close this out. All right, the button has been pressed. <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you all so much for tuning into episode number 131 of Final Boss TV, your WoW and game rating show. Today was Legion's Havoc Demon Hunters. Next week should be Shadow Priest, followed by Disc Holy, followed by Vengeance Demon Hunter, sort of sandwiching those together. And then April, for four Sundays in a row, will be Druid, 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 and Druid. The Druid History Month will be in April. You can always bother me on the live stream, and I can go over the, the schedule more in, in detail. Guests, of course, get updated and posted on Twitter as I get those all worked out. So tune in for those next week. If you've missed any of the past episodes, of course, they are on the YouTube channel. Link down below, so you can go check that out down there. And, of course, the show is also audio-only on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Linked, of course, you can just Google, you know, and search for Final Boss TV on those platforms, or the RSS feed, of course, the hook, I think, is on my website. So you can go check those there. And if you uh, want more podcasts, check out the Patreon page. There is the BTS Patreon podcasts that are the unscripted, sort of behind the curtain, just us setting up and talking about things, and some extra nuggets come out of there. But... Around the table again to the guest today. There's Dreams. You can go follow him on Twitter at DreamsXWow. Thank you very much for being on the show, sir. Your pompadour is appreciated. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Dude. Got him. Dreams didn't know what a pompadour was, but he has a little bit of one going on, chat. Back me up on this. Back me up. Yeah. It, it doesn't look bad. It's fine. Am I? Did I just ruin... It's like, is no the fell hammer going to just make up a whole bunch of Photoshop, a bunch of hair on him? Oh, Go do huh. it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take Dream's face and just make a meme in Fellhammer with it. Okay. We already have it. Babe, like, babe, it's literally already there. Like Pompadour. Yeah, I'm just going to call it Pompadour. Let's do it. And then there's Kib. You can follow Kib on yeah. Twitter as well at Kibs 0K. It's Kibs OK, but it's a zero. Yeah. So you can go check him out for there. Thank you for being on the show, sir. I appreciate the time. This was great being on. You are slowly fading off into the, the shadow realm yeah, right now. Yeah, it's, it's dark in Canada. Yeah. But thank you very much for your time on the show today, gentlemen. Thank you very much for watching. Again, links down below for YouTube and stuff like that if you want to check it out or listen to the ones in audio only. That's going to do it for me here. Thank you all so much for watching. Trust in your seal of artifact power. That's all it's good for right now, right? I mean, we can keep farming. Get the 54 on your main weapon because you get four traits or so in the patch. So, And get your order hall resources above 60,000. You need those. But until next week, everybody. <gasps> bye! Bye, 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 bye! Wave! Wave by at the next people! Wave! Wave by! Okay, hand. Okay, hand. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I deserve that. <laughs>